we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Relative is a varying standpoint. So that means that it varies based on circumstance, situation, ideology, whatever. There's a variance there, okay? And we know that the Word of God, the Bible says that the Word of God is not relative, but it is absolute, okay? So he never changes. That means that his word never changes. So he's not going to change to acquiesce to our ideology and what we feel in this week and what we want to do. No, it's, it's absolute. The word of God is absolute. So when you come into Christianity, you come into an already settled situation. It does not vary with you and you can't make it vary. The Bible says there is no varying in him. Amen. So he's always the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, he doesn't change. You want to know what Jesus is thinking? Go open the Bible because he lets you know exactly how he feels and what he's thinking. He lets you know what his intentions are. He even lets you know what's going to happen before it happens. He lets you know what the end is going to look like. He lets you know everything you need to know through the word. So look at somebody say the word is absolute. That means that it's already... Judge, jury, verdict has already been handed down. It's done. Amen? The only variable is you. Your opinion. And what you think. That's the only variance. But in him, there is no variance. No shadow of changing. No turning. Nothing. He is straight up who he said he was going to be. And he never changes. Amen? So, that's the difference between relativity and absolution. Being absolute. We must keep a proper balance of what having a relationship with him really means because God is spirit and we are what? Fleshly beings. So when we start using words like relationship, we need to be careful with those words because we're flesh and he is what? So relating to a spiritual entity is different from relating to a natural fleshly entity. Am I right? Amen. When somebody's flesh, you can shake their hand, you can high five them, and you can sit there and hold a conversation. But when it's spirit, you have to interact with it differently. Amen. The only way to interact with God is through the Holy Spirit. So you have to possess the Holy Spirit in you to even commune with him. The spirit isn't in you. You're none of his. You can't talk to him. Amen. That's why I don't believe that old saying the only prayer that God is from a sinner is the sinner's prayer. First of all, there is no sinner's prayer. And until you make up your mind that you want Christ and accept him in your heart, then you don't get the Holy Spirit. So you can't just yell out a prayer anyway. You can't win an award for smack that tail and get up talking about I thank God. He don't hear you. He don't know you. Amen. John 3 and 6, that which was born of, born from flesh is what? And that which has birth from the spirit is what? Spirit. Spirit. So there's a separation here. You were born of what? Flesh. When you were born again, you were born of the spirit, but you can't make God fleshly. You're not going to relate to him as you would someone that is flesh. So when we say relationship instead of religion, that don't make any sense because it's one and the same if it is a spiritual being. In order to be 
in order to relate to a spiritual being, you got to have his religion. God's religion is what? Christianity. So in order to relate to him, you got to go through his what? Son. Man, let's see. Yeah, you're going to relate to God. You can't come to God unless you go through what? Because his son is the way, the truth, or the what? No man cometh to the father except what? By him. So there is no relationship without God's religion. God's religion is Christianity. And Christianity, if you don't believe that's the only way to get to God, then you don't believe that is a way to get to God. Earthly fathers teach us this balance, and that's the problem. Daddies, man, I'm going to keep preaching daddies in the home. I'm going to keep preaching it. I don't care what nobody say. I'm going to keep preaching it. I don't care about these Jezebel witches that's mad because they man left or whatever the reason, and they want to make it like that that wasn't important or it's not important. No, even if the man left your life, you better still understand how it's important for the, that father to be in the life of those children. Don't you ever get mad and think, ah, he don't need his daddy. You crazy. Amen. And father's the same way. Don't you think that you can go get a whole nother family and ignore the previous one? You crazy. So I'll never preach. I'll never preach anything different. I promise you. I ain't preaching it. Man, I post, posted something the other day about the shootings. And I was letting people know that all these shootings are are, are, are uh, issue of fatherlessness. That's what it is. Because don't nobody with a strong father go shoot up anything. Told y'all that last week. He, know, he understands whipping. Once you understand the law of whipping, you don't go do stuff like that. You got to understand punishment. And consequence, then you ain't going to go shoot nothing up. And a father teaches that. And I posted that up there, and you know, we got a lot of response. Amen. You know, people, amen. And then here they go. I thank God for the women in my life. The women showed me this. And I'm like, why would you put that on here? I'm talking about fatherlessness. Oh, but if it wasn't for the women in my life, the women can teach it too. Shut up. I'm not even talking about that. Juanita Bonham, her new album, Lord Split Me Open. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't don't worry. It's coming, Jack. It's, yes, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming, Jack. Lord Split Me Open. Then she had a message. It's on YouTube, her message. She preaching it. This the witchiest witchcraft I've ever seen a female ever do in the presence of men. Any man that bring Juanita Bonham got demons. Any pastor that bring him is possessed by the devil. To let that hell into their church over their people, you possessed. You are possessed. If she shows up, you don't talk to God, you don't know God. Put that on tape. Where the camera? Swing that jib this way. I said, I said, I don't care. Wherever you see her preaching, wherever, go on YouTube. This is how you know. Go on YouTube and wherever you see her preaching, that pastor's possessed by the devil. I promise. Because that woman talking about that split me up, you should have heard what she was saying. Oh, just a, oh, the worst. She might as well have rolled a broom into the service. 
See, because I, I consider y'all like my responsibility. So why would I have that come in here and possess all of y'all? The Bible says subvert whole households. Subvert. Flip them. Saw her standing a pastor and his wife up and giving them a word. I said, that pastor right there, boy. But earthly fathers teach us this balance by supplying our natural needs and teaching us how to behave and observe natural laws and rules. That's the balance. Now, if you grew up without your father, you grew up in a deficit. That means you got to get it another way, but you still got to get it. And the th- main thing is you got to recognize that you needed him. You needed him. Don't say, well, I didn't need him. Look at me now. Oh, no, no. You needed him. Now, he may have dropped the ball or whatever, but the Bible says you honor your father and mother. I don't care what he did. Amen? Because when you go to dishonor them, then you turn your own life down. But earthly fathers keep this balance. They're the ones that show you the difference between what's natural and what's spiritual. Amen? They don't let you pray yourself out of a whipping. They let you know, no, son, you can talk to God all you want. But during this whipping, I'm God. I'm here to act on his behalf. He doesn't have physical arms and a physical belt. So he uses me. I'm an extension of the supernatural. And I bring it into this realm. I bring the spirit of beat down. And I manifest it in this realm. That's what a man does. Because I'll teach you the balance. That way, by me beating you, you'll grow up understanding that you can't have it your way. And when it's not your way, you don't quit and give up. You keep working. That's what beatdown teaches. Beatdown tells me that if somebody is in charge and they tell me to do something, I better do it. Because they're in charge. That's what beatdown teaches. Because you learn it at home. Daddy's in charge. He's going to beat me down. Amen. That's why women, you need to learn. You need to learn to tell them. Wait till your daddy get home. I tell people that all the time. Don't you hurt. Don't break your fingernails. You don't have to. You don't even have to. If, you're, if you're, you marry your, your husband is that, you don't have to break a fingernail. You don't have to break a sweat. If he's a real man. If he's a real man, wait till daddy get home. That'll do it. That'll do it. If daddy comes home and beats him. Only takes two 2.5 times then the kid will understand and I mean that those need to be beatings like were a world war beating you whoop them in fatigue digital camo shirt let me go put my shirt on oh no daddy no needs to be like that so all the, all the women have to do is threaten them that's when the, that's when the daddy's in charge amen amen now, when the daddy ain't in charge and the woman is making all the decisions and she's all in charge, you're going to have a messed up house. Proverbs 4 and 1. Hear ye, children, the instruction of a what? And attend to know what? Hear ye, children, the instructions of a what? Father! And attend to know understanding. That earthly father is going to teach you. So hear his instruction. And attend to know what? Emotional relationships are relative and based on feeling, right? This is why we must maintain an absolute relationship with God 
So it's based on what pleases him and not what we desire from him. So a lot of the divorces that we see now came from when a mother and father was in the home and the mother was in charge of the home. That child wanted to get out of the home by any means necessary. If it was a girl, she wanted to get out, so she just married anybody and anything to get her out of the house. Well, that was an emotional decision based on how she felt and not so much based on the situation with whether or not he was going to be able to take care of her, whether or not he was a good man or whatever. So at that point, she starts taking care of him and taking care of the house. And guess what she just did? The exact same thing she left. She created the same thing because she's trying to make him right. Because, you know, her mama, who was the witch, told her he's no good. He's no good. You leave this house. He ain't going to be able to do nothing for you. He's going to do that. Yes, he will. Yeah, he will. He's going to do better than you. He's going to do better than whatever. And then you get there with him and he's whack because he fell for it. So he's whack. So you can't make him take care of you. So you got to take care of him. And you've just done the same thing. Then your kid grow up and. I know I'm preaching. Yeah, Yeah. because it was an emotional decision, emotional relationship. It was totally relative and based on the way you felt at that time. A couple of years later, you look at him, boop, 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 boop. Oh, just can you stand in and intercede for my husband? Girl, he's who you marry. Amen. So there ain't no interceding for your husband. You need to intercede for you. Something in you need to change him. But it's not your mouth. Bible said that he'd be won by your ways, not your words. I don't care what war room said. It's by your ways, not your word. Don't let me have to get back on that movie. I don't care about no movie. I told y'all that's a movie. This is real. Reality. See that water dripping? That's real. That'll hit you and you'll feel it. None of y'all in no war room. You in this room. <laughs> Emotional relationship. (laughs) This is why we must maintain an absolute relationship with God. So it's based on what pleases him and not what we desire from him. An absolute relationship with God. Based on what pleases him. First Thessalonians 4 1. Furthermore, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound what? You'll keep trying to walk and please God. That's the relationship with Him. Don't tell me our relationship, spiritual, yes, yeah, see, no, no religion, just relationship. Ah, he's my God, that's my homie, that's my boy, that's my dog, that's my pops. I just want to, you can't have a relationship with God based on what you want. You can't have a relationship with, see, this is, this is the problem. They didn't grow up with a father, the people that feel like that, so they don't understand. You can't have a relationship with your father based on how you want it. That man is the way he is. Some of y'all are learning that the hard way. Like, man, I try to talk to my dad, man, and I was trying to kick some EX Ministries to him, man. He just won't receive it. Why are you trying to kick EX Ministries to him? You want him like you. He ain't going to ever be like you. He's who he is. Once you get to know and fall in love with how he is, because that's the way he is. Man, but all he do is smoke cigarettes, man. I want to get, let him smoke them cigarettes. You just put a mask on when you're talking to him or something. 
him alone. You ain't going to change your daddy. Oh, man, see. But that's what they want to do, man. You accept him like he is. Let him decide if he want to change. Amen. Daddy been pa- your daddy been passing for 30 years and got three members. And you trying to give him a word. See, daddy, here's the purpose-driven church. And if you read this, it'll show you how to go. Don't daddy think that. If he's been doing it for 30 years, he's okay with it. He's okay. Maybe that's all he can manage is three people. When a fourth come, he got to run one of them off because he can't handle but three. Counting your mama. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with you? Maybe you chose a different route for your family and God has brought you to ABC, whatever the case. But you don't throw shade on him because he got three members. That's just the way he is. Try to change him and, well, Daddy, I'm going to help you grow your church. You grow. If he get five people, he might go crazy. Let him have them three, please. That's his vision. His vision was for three. You have your own vision. Amen. Never went up to no pastor. Doc. And I hate when they come to me doing that. Doc, yeah, say, uh, yeah, you see, Doc, uh, this is how you need to do your church. And you should do this. Man, leave me alone. You don't know what I'm doing. And I don't want to know what you're doing. I ain't going and trying to tell you how to change your church so it'll look like ABC. Oh, I can't get no amen, but that's okay. Amen. But leave your, look at somebody say, leave your daddy alone. Amen. He quit always trying to bring up the past. You ain't going to get nowhere with him like that. I know, Daddy, when we was young, I, I just saw Ayanna Van Zett, and she said we need to get this out and have an intervention. Hey, you, don't, you don't want no relationship then. Because the first thing your daddy going to think is, boy, did your mama tell you what she did? Yeah, so you can't be mad at your daddy because of what your mama told you. Because I guarantee you she left her part out. Oh, yeah, some women in here getting mad right now. Right now they get mad. Oh, they get mad. Nah, nah, forget that. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Don't be mad because somebody else was mad. You get a relationship for yourself and like him the way he is and you like her the way she is. Man, I'm preaching in here, boy. Somebody just mad. Just jaws. And that's what they want you to do. They want you to buy into whatever they feel. And, oh, I'm not going to that church because that, that church, they're not angry enough at the men. I want to go to the angry at men church. Then somebody else want to go to the angry at women church. Hebrew Israelite. I want to be a Hebrew Israelite. And we just slap women in there. Because somebody hurt you. Won't you just forgive and come to God? Care what they did. And here's the thing. Folks, take what folks have done to them. Your daddy may have hurt you. Your stepfather may have hurt you. Your stepmother. They may have severely hurt you. And now you hurting somebody because they hurt you. That's what you need to look at. How you treating folks. How you treating your husband because of what your stepdaddy did. How you treating your wife because of what your father did. Relationship. Religion is relationship. Look at somebody say religion is relationship. It is relationship. And as long as we abide by what the word of God states, we will remain in fellowship with him. Ain't that what religion does? It makes us in fellowship with Christianity makes us Christians. And as Christians, we're Christ like. And as Christ like, we're in fellowship with Christ's sufferings, according to the Bible. Amen. First John one and six. If if say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not the truth so in order to have fellowship with him we have to walk in the light the light of the word walk the way he said walk that gives us fellowship that gives us relationship that gives us his religion does that make sense 
We cannot separate relationship from Christianity because our walk with Christ is predicated upon how he commands for us to walk. Let's use a curfew. Your daddy say you got to be in by 10 p.m. at night. Guess what time you got to be in? Now, you make him miss one curfew and not call. You make him miss two with a call. But that's it. That third time you miss curfew, if it was my house, and I use my son as an example, you know, he, don't, he doesn't do this, but if he did miss curfew, I would take his keys and leave him outside, and he'd have to stay outside, and I'm telling you, in our neighborhood ain't nothing but raccoons and, and, and possums. And then he would be Dr. Doolittle out there. Yeah, give me my truck. You know, the stuff you give them becomes yours again. Give me my truck. Give me my Jordans. Give me my, just start disassembling it. Because you're going to be disassembled, bro, because I don't have fellowship with you no more. Because you're not walking in the light that I'm, amen. You grow, you, you on your own, you got to do your own thing. Amen. That's it. Yeah, that's what a man teaches. But if we have, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, according to 1 John 1 and 7, we have fellowship one with another and what? The blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses us from all sin. Oh, you can reverse that. In order for the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us from all of our sin, we have to walk in the light as he is in the light. Many times we can go so far away from Christ, from what Christ desires, that in order to still claim him, we tend to change what he expects from us and then blame our struggles on religious legalism. That's what they do. So they go, the further they go, especially these gospel artists, the further they go up the stank chain of command. The further away from God they have to get to stay relevant, to stay famous, they got to go further, further, further down the rabbit hole. And the further they go, the more they have to change the word. Yeah, they do. They have to change the word. They have to change. Every song now is about sin and how sinful I am and what I did and how I was feeling and how I am and me, me, I, me, me. Yeah, they can't talk about the greatness of God unless it's contingent upon making them feel better. So anytime they say God is great, it's because he made, he did this for me. He did. So everything has a, a, everything has a condition now. God is great because he took my stank, rotten sin and changed me. No, God is just great. If you was never born, God is great. God's greatness ain't got nothing to do with your stanky ways. You stanky. They ain't got nothing to do with God. Because you deciding to be all nasty and wretched. <laughs> I don't make God great. God was great before your stank. I always wait till they get HIV and AIDS and just God becomes a, oh, he is who they said he was. Because you got AIDS. Was great before your AIDS and before your stanky path to AIDS. Yeah, no, I need your songs. You need to quit recording. Seriously, but they want to try to make God. Man, God is great without us. But the further they go away from God, the more they gotta bring God down to their level. Oh, but I can't. Can't you feel him? He, that's my boy. That's my heart. I love him. Don't, don't, and then when you try to bring the word into it, well, brother, you know the Bible said that you don't need to be wearing women's clothes. 
God, but see, that's legalism. That's when religious rules. I want no rules. There ain't no rules in God. God is just loosey goosey. Anything I want Him to be, He just see. I just love Him. He, remember, Tony came out with that song, "Personal Jesus." Yeah. And I boy, that was back in 04, and I put that all over the internet. This personal Jesus is some gay mess. Some gay mess. And everybody, oh no, oh, boy, you just know. Oh no. So I be here, you're supposed to bring me down to his church, right? I'm supposed to go speak, do the truth behind hip hop in 04. Well, his daughter, Arisha Hilliard, was best friends with Tone at the time. So they gonna call me, uh, brother, we got a little problem. I said, What's the problem? Well, Tone, you know, we don't want to really offend him if we bring. If we bring you, it might offend him. I said, who cares? That dude is gay. Oh, no, brother, stop right there. Oh, stop. So they canceled the engagement. Then he tried to sue us, sent me a letter. Oh, if you put your mouth on Tony one more time, are you going to? I said, well, first of all, my mouth and Tony, don't even put that in the same, on the same letter. Okay? Because I ain't no punk. And I was telling them back then, every pastor arguing, all the pastor up the street right here in Fort Worth had us on the radio. And, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to bring you because you offended Tony. Then all of a sudden, Tony was like, you know what? I'm tired of playing. I'm just going to let everybody know I'm B. Slade. Egg. It was breakfast time then. So all the young people that you deprive from the truth behind hip-hop, that's hooked on that music over your friendship with this one gay dude, personal Jesus. He want a personal Jesus because the Jesus of the Bible don't want to be personal with him. He want him delivered. The Jesus of the Bible wants you delivered from that. There ain't going to be no B-slave talking about you. Jesus ain't walking with you looking like that. Oh, but they want to change it. So they want to blame the struggles on religious legalism and all. Oh, gee, Craig, you just uh, you just religious. You you're legalist, and you don't know, man. I'm reading what the Bible say. Bible said a man ought not lay with another man. Never said you shouldn't lay with a woman either. We ain't talking about that. We talking about men. Why do you always got to bring that up? Well, it's just as bad adultery. Yeah, uh huh. We're talking about gay right now. Can we stay on the subject? We're talking about adultery. We're talking about stealing. We're talking about murder. We're talking about all that later. But right now, can we stay on this right now? It's the same as getting mad at somebody. No, it's not. First John 2 and 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. Anybody that go out from us was never of us. Always remember that. They went out from us. They were never of us. Because you know, you know how I know that? Because the Bible said it right there. <laughs> no deep philosophy to it. Watch when I finish. Watch when I finish reading it. It gets worse. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt had continued with us. <laughs> that is so simple. So if they leave out from us, they was never of us. Because if they were of us, they wouldn't have left out from us. Or it says they went out that we would know. Because you went out, you taught us something. It says, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. You went out so that we could see that you was never with us. So they had a little grandmama conviction where grandmama prayed over them and they were singing in church when they was young or whatever. But as they get older, that grandmama's prayer starts weakening. It's not enough to keep you in here. The truth starts being made manifest by your actions. Your thoughts and your ways become manifest more and more that you're really not in this. You was in this for the wrong reason. And now that reason is manifesting in your actions. So now you are all the way left with inclusion. 
Because you were never really in here. That whole relationship thing was just an excuse. Yeah, you were in it for you. You were in it for the fame. You were in it for the talent. You, you were in it because you wanted that. Not because you were really with us. You wouldn't have changed the doctrine of the Bible if you were really with us. Because the doctrine of the Bible would have really saved you and made you one of us. Being in a relationship with Christ simply means to obey him and walk in his way rather than our own way. Instead, we must sacrifice our fleshly passions and follow after what? God's will. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him do what? Deny himself. Stop doing what he wants to do. You can't be no B-slayed and be in Christ. Because Christ don't want you to be B-slayed. Take up his cross and follow him. The world is the world for a reason. How many of you know that? That's why we call it the world. Because out there in the world, everything is contingent upon how you look, how you act, and what you'll do for me. That's the world. All that is in the world. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the what? Pride of life. That's the world. So the world is the world for a reason. They do not want to be with Christ. So why would anyone try to appease the world to reach them? Okay, let me, let me break this down because some folks lost. The world is the world. They don't want to be in Christ. That's what makes them what? The world. So why would you try to be like the world to reach them when the world is the world because they are the world? They're the world because they don't have Christ. So once you try to become like them to reach them, you ain't like Christ no more. If any man love the world, the spirit of God draws the sinner. This means that The heart of a sinner has to desire repentance in order for them to even come to Christ. This also means that no matter how we try to present Christ, we cannot sell him to an unbelieving heart. As hard as Kirk Franklin tried, he couldn't make Charlemagne the God believe. The very fact that his name is the God means that he has an unbelieving heart. They must be persuaded by their what? Own conviction. Unto repentance. Yeah, their own conviction. That means the spirit of the Lord came and their heart was convicted. I got to preach the gospel and hope that this brother gets convicted by the preaching of the gospel. And if he's asking me questions about the gospel, I have to answer him based on the gospel. And hope that he hears something that might change his heart and his name. Summary. Bad leaders create what? Bad leaders create bad followers. When people grow up under poor leadership in church, they tend to have a negative opinion of Christianity as a whole. They label the Bible as flawed because they grew up with unsound doctrine. Unfortunately, when they suffer at the hands of bad leaders, many will become calloused and discontented with true religion. These actions cause people to seek out false gods and fellowships of hurting people. Instead of living up to the standard of God's word, they water down the standard and say that they are becoming all things to reach others. Those that gravitate toward this false gospel are never fully or truly converted. Therefore, they have no desire to live up to God's standard and they are content to glory in their sinfulness and shame. A bad leader can cause those with good intentions to lower the standard of the Bible to conform to their emotional state. 
we must never change what is written under any circumstance. I don't care what a bad leader did. I don't care what a bad leader. That has nothing to do with who God is. We can never change what is written because we sat under bad leadership. We should never claim a relationship with Christ without having a true desire to live up to his commandments. God is spirit. And if we are to have a genuine relationship with him, it must be based on what? Spirit and truth. What is truth? His word is truth. If we desire a relationship with God, we must follow the words of Christ and press toward his mark of what is pleasing to him. All for these religion, losing my religion messages are all summed up in this wonderful passage of scripture that I'm about to read. How many, how many of y'all know Paul was the bomb? Was he not the bomb? Man, I can't wait to meet him. Paul was just, and here he is. If he was here, because I always do that. You know, when people are talking, I'm like, what would one of the apostles, how would they answer this? We know how they would answer it. Because they wrote it down. We know that. You don't have to wonder what Paul would have said. I have what Paul said. If Paul was on the breakfast club with Kirk, this is what Paul would say. Right here. Here we go. Y'all ready? Because they are saying, we like you, Kirk, because you're not perfect. You don't appear to be perfect. Y'all try to act like you perfect. Well, you know, because I'm just a sinner in this sinner ever sin. I'm sinner in sin. I sinned last night. I sinned on the way up here. I'm a sin when I leave. I'm just the sinningest sinner ever sinned. I'm the worst. I mean, if there's a line to the hospital, which is the church, then we all sinners going into the church hospital so we can, that's what church is. It's a place, it's a hospital. What? Yeah, well, we like you, Kirk, because you just like us. That's what they say, well, you one of us. I mean, you, 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 you just like us. You're not perfect. See, these preachers, they be preaching, they be trying to be perfect. Really? Are they really trying to be perfect or are they preaching the perfection of the word? Let's see what Paul said. Because y'all, oh, Paul broke this down. <laughs> Philippians 3 and 12. Not as though I've already attained. Either we're already perfect. So just be, you heard me preach and don't think that I think I'm perfect. He said, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Start preaching like I'm perfect. I'm preaching perfection that I might get some of that. Because if I keep preaching it, then it's going to get me. So even when I'm, I stumble and I'm out of the wheel, if I keep preaching the wheel, gives me something to line up with. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. <laughs> but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are what? Behind Reaching forth unto those things which are what? So I ain't talking about all the crazy junk I've been doing. I'm forgetting that stuff. I'm reaching for something better. A better way. I press toward what? Because sin is missing the mark. So I'm pressing toward the mark for the prize of the what? 
not low calling. I'm not trying to lowball God and be down in the dirty stink. I'm pressing for something that is higher. The high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained. That means if you've already getting there, let us walk by the same rule. Rules? I thought you said no rules, no religion. He said, no, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me. Be followers of me and mark them which walk so ye have for us an example. So be careful of these that are walking in the flesh. Be careful of these that are preaching the flesh. Be careful of these that are, that are trying to lower the standard of God. Be careful of them. He said, for many of them of whom I have told you often and now I tell you crying, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. But don't worry about them because their end is destruction. Their God is their belly and all they do is sit around and talk about their sins and how filthy they are. They glory in their shame because they mind earthly I'm not perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. But the word is perfect. So I'm going to keep preaching it. Preaching perfection until I get there. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.